Hi there, I'm Glenn Savile, and you're listening to the Always Race Day podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 143 of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Caleb Sloha and Josh Olmstead. Uh, we're talking NASCAR today. The NASCAR playoffs are going to start on Sunday at Darlington. We'll, we'll talk Daytona. We'll talk Ryan Priest's wreck. Um, Brad Keselowski driving around in circles during the red flag. We're going to hit all that stuff um, and kind of preview our picks for the playoffs. IndyCar ran. Um, I might mention the USAC Silver Crown race as well. Uh, in case I don't, I'm doing that now. Uh, but real quick, got to thank our presenting sponsor, the Carlotto Group. Appreciate what they do for us. Um, they've given us the budget to go out on the road as much as we have this year. And uh, we hope next year to increase it. Um, and if you're looking for a car, there's no better place to find one than the Carlotto Group. I can promise you that. We say it every week here uh, on the Always Race Day podcast that they will get you a car uh, as cleanly with as much cleanliness as possible. There won't be, it, it will look like it's never been to a dirt track before. You got to take it there yourself to um, a ton of our dirt tracks around the area uh, and everything like that. And we will have a new dirt uh, episode coming tomorrow night, I believe. Um, yeah, sorry on that. We're <laughs> scheduling and all that stuff. Uh, we're getting better at it. But uh, yeah, guys, how was, uh, how was your weekends? I heard you guys watch the race on a phone. Yeah, we watched uh, Daytona from a phone because we went to Milwaukee um, and watched the ARCA and truck race. So um, that's where we were for the weekend. How was, yeah, we got to talk that too. I almost forgot that it was even going on for it. It was like Sunday at two and I'm like, I didn't look at the schedule. I'm out at the pool with my family and I'm like, oh, there's a truck race today too. Sheesh. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, they had they had expected like twenty thousand people, um, so you know the the crowd was pretty decent. Beautiful facility. Did twenty thousand um, show up. You know, uh, it, it felt like it. Okay, I would say it felt yeah. like it. It's so hard to tell because I mean, from what like I'm used to seeing it, like the Iowa Speedway stands, like it's a lot bigger facility and stands. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like a pretty healthy crowd. Um, they they got to work some lot. stuff out. Yeah, they've, they've got to figure some stuff out concession-wise and stuff like that. Um, but well, well, Say what, you, know, what do you mean we, by that. Um, the lines were long? Is that what you're talking about? If we chose to go get food in between ARCA and trucks, we probably would have stood in the line for over two hours. We, w we would have missed the start of the truck race and the ARCA race got done probably an hour, a little over an hour before that. Gee. I mean, I can't, we, we don't know that for sure because like, but they pretty much like their main kind of food stand, um, besides some other like little restaurants and like stuff that they had going on. Um, I, the line was probably, uh, God, I don't even know, but they only had two registers open. Um, but it was, it was very, very, very long. I mean, it was probably at least quarter mile long. It, one in one of the stands even had to put out on a sign that said no food because they ran out. 
I've seen that before at the dirt tracks. So it's good to see NASCAR getting along with the times. Uh, what's like crazy about yeah. that to me is I, so they're expecting 20,000. That tells me that they didn't close or they didn't like choose to or opt not to open any food stands. Obviously they're hurting for races at Milwaukee. I don't know how many races they host a year, but it used to be a lot more than they do now. Um, but if they got 20,000, that's gotta be one of the biggest truck crowds of the year. And it damn sure is going to set the ARCA record for this season. Yeah, that's the one thing I was excited for too. Obviously, it's it's different because they both shared the ticket price because um, you just bought the one ticket for both races. But I, there was it wasn't like one of those things where there was fifty people in the stands for ARCA and then everybody came for trucks. There was a good healthy crowd um, for the ARCA. And one thing that's so cool up there is, I, I mean, Wisconsin is so just culture heavy with racing and i mean it's that's why there's asphalt tracks all over up there um you can have asphalt tracks 10 minutes from each other and they both are going to have good healthy stands each night and one thing that uh josh elliott and i noticed was just the variety of t-shirts that you had there i mean you saw dirt track driver you know sprint car drivers you saw knoxville raceway shirts you saw iowa speedway shirts oh, supercross shirt yeah supercross oh, yeah. uh you know of course fenhouse and majeski um but you saw you know the the, the logan shoehart ones yeah there was a logan shoehart you do not just do that. You, come on. You <laughs> heard me say his name. So, that my boyfriend still does that to this day. He's, he's worked on so it. I, I said it specifically because I was saying the word shirt after. So I <laughs> wanted to make it a shoe shirt shirt. But um, it's, uh, yeah, there was, I mean, there was just a lot of everything. And so that's pretty cool, um, you know, to see. And uh, of course, they were really repping their their Wisconsin drivers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was beautiful facility. Um, they just got to get their, their concession stuff worked out. And I mean, it took us about a half hour to start moving out of the parking lot after, but, um, you know, other than that, it was uh, just a beautiful racetrack. Yeah. And like even the commentators that were at the track, they made a comment about how they were going to try to get some food before, like in between the races and that they couldn't be just because of how deep the line was in between races. I'm glad the commentators were there. Cause the last time I went to a truck race, they weren't there. And then I got called fake news by about 17 people. Cause they didn't see a flip happen on TV. As it not? Well, I don't know. If they, I mean, we're yeah. I don't know about the actual races, but like the track commentators. Never mind then. <laughs> Maybe they weren't there. <laughs> Oh man, it's sad. That's that's more of a journalism problem. So don't think I'm bashing on NASCAR for that. I have other things I'll bash on them for. Not that one though. Um, I hate that. That's a no. Trend. I agree. I I I hate it too. Yeah, I I don't. I haven't met anybody who likes it. But these, you know, the bigger the company, the more they worry about the bottom line, and the less passionate they are. And that's why we're under an independent media company, and we'll, we always will be. Chris hates the global con conglomerates and the bureaucracy of everything. So it's always going to be like that. And uh, as long as uh, I 
suppose it's as long as we keep working hard, it'll always be like that. But you guys can support us if you uh, are interested in partnering with us. We uh, would love to increase our budget and travel more next year. Uh, got a lot of ideas, uh, a lot of big things coming too already that we've kind of nailed down or are close to nailing down. So I'm already looking ahead to 2020, not looking ahead, but looking up to the uh, 2024 season uh, since we ended at Knoxville uh, this weekend. So I'm really excited for what this website can do. And uh, sorry to bury the NASCAR Cup Series lead on this one all the way to whatever minute mark we are on the episode so far. But um, yeah, Daytona well, happened. Uh, we're on that quick. So Oh, yeah. No, we can stay on it. Let's, yeah, stay up. We'll stay on it. You guys, you guys. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> so. I, Josh already knows where I'm going with this. So one of the, the big news stories out of this weekend then was uh, Ty Majeski's deal. And I assume that there's going to be more penalties. Explain uh, explain what happened. I, full disclosure, I did not watch the truck race. So explain, to, but give the background to the people on what happened with Ty. Yeah, so Majeski was fast um, the entire of practice, and then NASCAR announced um, after practice that um, they had basically found um, an issue on one of the you know holy trinity deals with Majeski, where you don't mess with the engine fuel or tires and the rumor in the garage it's unconfirmed but the rumor is that they had a some sort of valve bleeder um, basically to keep air slowly going out of the tire that way whatever pressure you set it at it stays that pressure which yeah, is they have those advantage, cars. every you know, every single driver on the track runs in when's nascar yeah. when's nascar so get with the you know <laughs> well, unfortunately, right now it's not. So NASCAR announced that um, his qualifying lap would not be allowed and he would have to start at the tail, obviously, you know, with the qualifying lap not being allowed. And then he would have to do a pass through at the start of the race. Um, so that set him back. He ended up coming back to seventh, I believe. Yes. Um, but that's something well, that I, I think... don't don't forget they also confiscated one of the tires as well well yeah and so they did take one of the tires from him so he had one less throughout the race which it ended up being clean and stuff so i don't it really wasn't an issue i mean he he pretty scathed the way you know for what it is but i i think nascar is gonna probably drop the hammer on him this week um and it's one, you know, one of those things you don't mess with those three things. So, yeah, the uh, just with that, I hope they do the thing where they put the tire out there and show everybody what he got penalized for. If that happens, I, I really like that aspect. And I would feel like it's really hard to hide a bleeder. Like all the ones I've seen have big red lights on them. Not like massive, but like bright enough that you could see it from a sharp distance away. So, I, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how did he like say he was pissed off and wanted to appeal it or anything or did he just close his mouth no they really haven't said anything and again it's not confirmed that it's you know that i'm leaning exactly uh, it was anything i'm leaning guilty <laughs> i mean what we know it was a tire issue we just don't know that that you know it was that specific thing so who knows but what was interesting too is uh carson hosevar actually made some comments after the race um he basically was talking to the effect of 
Um, you know, he's been super fast the last couple races and, you know, now all of a sudden he's getting caught with this. And so he made something like that. I couldn't find that right off the top. His superpower was his, the 98 superpower was taken away. Yeah. And then he also made the comment. He says, uh, Majeski was the best truck all day in practice. And then NASCAR took it away. And all of a sudden I never saw him all day. So it's going to be interesting to see the next couple races um, apart from the penalty, you know, what happens. But um, I, I, I don't think it's going to be like a monumental penalty, but I think well, it's going to Well, I did see bit. some tweets from Matt Weaver saying that it could potentially put him in a must win in the round of eight. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad. I mean, Caleb's talking about it like it's religious. So I, I would assume they're going to slam the hammer down on the ground as hard as they can uh, if that's how they're if that's how they're approaching it. Now, I, I've not – Caleb, do you remember the last time a penalty like that had like a screwing with those three things? Because there, there really is not many ways to screw with those things and get away with it in NASCAR. I At least I think. I don't know NASCAR nearly as well as I know – they're racing in sprint cars and stuff like that, but it feels like it'd be pretty difficult to, and we don't see those type of penalties. Usually we see it's like that greenhouse compartment or aerodynamic thing, stuff like that. Well, I'm trying to think of like what, you know, there's been a fun Caleb, reconnect your internet. I can't think of any other ones. Reconnect your internet. Your chat. Yeah, Caleb. Now you're really, now you're really bad. Your pogo's sticking. I don't understand. Move your computer two inches to the left. That worked last time. Or actually, be your right. But yeah, it's Josh. It's a tough. Uh, figure it out, Caleb. You're fine. And leave and join the Zoom if you need. I'll get you back in. Um, but no, it's like. It's going to be interesting, and I say that because NASCAR kind of sets precedence with penalties like this. You can't kind of, you can go back on your word and change stuff, and like there's cases where I hope they go back on their word and let drivers just be honest in the post race press conference or on TV after the race. And if you say you clean the guy out, then you clean the guy out. But call it during the race if you think he did, and, and have the data to back it up. They look at it live. Go back and don't. Just don't penalize guys for saying they clean someone out because that's good for the sport, honestly, if it happens in the right circumstances, in my opinion. Um, and I'm not at all advocating for someone to right hook a guy at Daytona. So don't even try to twist my words like that, please. Um, but yeah, like I, I just think a bleeder is so hard to actually hide. Yeah. And I think coming up with this, the situation that they're in, um, it's a lot of gray area and it's going to be a unique penalty because we haven't really had a situation where a team has been caught significantly cheating in the playoffs. So I think it's going to be something a little bit like we haven't seen penalty wise. I'm a, uh, so if you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm, I'm going to keep old Caleb in the zoo because it's a real funny little box I got going right now. <laughs> two the only thing I was gonna say, how is it? How is the internet? You're good. You're 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 good. Go. It's always good till it's not. But um, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is 
like you think like the car long engine penalty you think of like the michael wall trip fuel i know and it's not good yeah it's just it phases in and out you're fine i'll I'll fill in what you're saying to the people afterwards too and we'll we'll get through it you're good let me just oh caleb's trying something again though dude this episode is gonna be so it's so bad i'm I'm it's okay my internet if anybody like I don't care if it's, you're it's yelling. If you're yelling at us because our internet isn't good enough, then sponsor sponsor us, please. Come pay, come pay for our internet. Not directly. I just don't understand, I, but I will get you value. I promise. Yeah. So we'll have to look and see on like other if I can find another penalty. Um, but you know, like those two things are ones that stand out: is the car long engine what deal a, and the. What about thing, the Brad K two hundred points last year? And remind me what that was for. Uh, I don't remember exactly. It wasn't one of the three trinities, though. Okay. So if you can try to come up with the significance to base off of that. But like I said, like we haven't had a situation like this in the playoffs, especially a guy that has already locked himself into the next round. So at this point, like I think it's going to be a unique penalty. Well, they they would have found it at the last race if he was using it. I don't I don't believe in. I love Hosevar. Uh, like I'll hate on him sometimes. But I think I've called him Ross Chastain Jr. on this show, unless it was Caleb. Uh, I it wouldn't have been recently, but I saw him at the Chili Bowl uh, go out and hang with the uh, top row rowdies uh, when I visited down there. And if you're a good hang, I'm I'm just a friend of you or just a fan of you. Like he, I just watched him and his element and like get along with the fans and give everyone that walked up to him time and. I was doing a lot more of taking in than I was reporting at the Chili Bowl this year, um, just for more of my sake of like understanding the event and stuff going on and stuff like that. But uh, I really like Carson. I really like you know guys that will say stuff like that, <laughs> uh, especially if they suspect someone's cheating. You know, no one's going to find out if you know about it and you don't hint at it or say anything. So go ahead and do it. And, in a harmless way, he did it. I, I don't think Carson's going to get penalized for it. I don't think Carson's going to get fined for it. And if Ty Majeski goes up and punches Carson Hosovar in the face, it'll only help the sport. So I can't wait for the rest of this episode because my opinions are very sharp today. There's not, <laughs> You're very there's not a dull edge to the knife. I think it's time then that we move on. To yeah, let's talk, Daytona. let's talk Daytona. Chris Busher wins again. Um, my dad was pissed. He he never brings up the manufacturer thing in NASCAR. I very rarely kind of hear about it from fans, especially since it's moved to three instead of four. Um, and a couple weeks ago, he's like, yeah, man, like Chase Elliott really needs to win. We need to get these damn Fords out of victory lane. It's bullshit. And I'm like, what? It's like, I know you didn't, I know you don't like Ford, but like, I didn't notice that you would notice that they won three weeks in a row. Uh, now it's four out of five, right? Like, it's crazy. Well, yeah, and, and three of those are Busher himself. Um, and then, you know, you've got Michael McDowell. So that's the funny thing. Like, imagine at the beginning of the year, we would talk about Fords winning four out of the five, especially after the first couple races when Fords were struggling. I would, imagine, bet, I, would say, I would have bet my left nut that that didn't happen. And I'm like 55-0 and 0 in my left yeah, nut. And then imagine me saying, yeah, Ford goes on to win four of the five races right around playoff start, and it's, you know, front row motorsports and RFK. (laughs) That's nuts, man. Um, 
and we got to get into all the entire race and everything. Um, but the playoff field is set. Uh, Bubba Wallace ends up getting that final spot that everyone was vying for. It seemed like kind of the, the entire night. It's 12 laps in the race or seven laps in the race or something like that. And they're three wide all the way through the field. And we haven't seen that um, with this package uh, lately. I don't think at super speedways. And, you know, it's I, I will say it's really cool to see. And it's cool to see, like, that's how the package performs. Um I don't know if we want to get right into the Ryan Priest wreck because I would say I love this package, but I was told that this car was being made to prevent cars from going into the air. And that was one of the aspects and why the car was set up and built how it was and that, oh, well, it might take away from the action at this track or this track, but it won't go airborne. Um, so I was, uh, I, I have pretty much, um, completely switched my tone on if I like this car or not. And I fucking hate it. And I, I agree with Damon, Damon Helgewald said it on here first that the best cars NASCAR has designed are running on Saturdays right now in the XFMD series. So Damon, you were right. That's one on the scoreboard for you. <laughs> I take yeah, no pleasure I mean, in saying it. I, I hate, I hate every aspect of that i'm going back in like how in a modern day and age like that that's that like that was a car of tomorrow flip that that they went away from the car of tomorrow because of flips like that like so damn quickly what the hell are you doing now yeah that was, it, even, it's, that, that was a coming down to, you say it was yeah, a I mean, it was flip? violent yeah yeah it was, that violent. was, that okay. was the flip that was the flip where it's it's so stupidly violent and just keeps flipping and then they go to commercial break and they have an Applebee's commercial and they come back and he's still flipping. I'm that glad was, you brought up. Was, I'm glad you brought up Talladega. Oh, that was because Ayrton fucking that was the first thing hat. I said to them. That's that's great. I well, I but that was the first thing yeah. I said to them. Like, I mean, it just it was it was. I, like I just watched Denny Hamlin's podcast before coming on here. And, um, he had, he even said too, he goes, it was like, you know, when you saw in Talladega nights, it was like, well, of course, you know, they went above and beyond and the flips aren't actually that violent and prolonged and high up in the air. But like, that was, that was that. And that was the same thing I said when I watched it is, I mean, it just did not stop. And it was so high up in the air and I'm, I mean, I've said it before and everything. I, I just hate super speedway racing. I cannot stand it. And it just makes me so uncomfortable to watch. And uh, I guess the next thing is probably going to be what people are talking about is get rid of the grass back there. Um, yeah, oh, thank you for bringing that up. Cause I completely forgot that was a big talking point over the weekend. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's what Hamlin had said too, was, you know, get rid of the grass and it's, the cars are still going to flip, but it's not. Yeah, what would you put there? Concrete. I'd put water. Oh, God. You want to make sure the car doesn't flip. I mean, put a puddle. But yeah, so the dead stops the car in its tracks, so your head gets blustered forward into the steering wheel. The grass is supposed to make it slide easily to a stop, and so is the sand, and all of it flips cars, man. It's it's just like I, you can't blame the grass. We've seen so many wrecks at Daytona, and like stuff like that doesn't happen, right? Like I don't know if you can scientifically it, prove that the grass is 
part of what made the car flip and that this alternative is better than go for it i'm putting the blame on nascar whatever the hell this car turned out to be is it's it's embarrassing the last two weeks sorry go ahead no you're good you're good don't time out me so you only get three timeouts and you use two of them when you reset your internet so (laughs) (laughs) but i i think it's important they're not saying get rid of the grass to stop the flips they are saying get rid of the grass and it's going to stop like that car flipped but then once it transitioned back over the the asphalt and hit the grass again that's where it dug in and really started to go again so they're saying it's not going to stop the flips but what it is going to stop is it, the the digging in which basically throws the car back up higher and you know keeps making it roll um so you know maybe if it starts to roll and it's just on asphalt it's just going to roll a couple times and be done rather than where it rolls and then it dug in and that's where it really kicked up and just kept going. So that's the difference is it's not, we're not doing that to stop the the rolling. We're just trying to limit the rolling, which to me, I still think is a just stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. I've come up with a different idea. I want, I want a fantasy factory style foam pit on the backstretch. There you go. That would stop it. I, that's better than concrete or grass, as far as I'm concerned. It just the car just slides off and then it just disappears. Yeah. yeah sure. do, oh do we really think that that would stop a car any harder than grass? Now the the issue would be where do you put the other side of the the pool wall that you kind of build, right? Would it be all the way up to the safer barriers? But I think I think I hit gold on this idea. I'll, I'm going to go sell it. You have fun with that. Um, <laughs> the only the so the the counter example that I see with the grass that where concrete could be beneficial would be the the Matt Kenseth wreck at Talladega in 2016, 2015 or 2016, where he basically just slid into the back wall and just flipped right back over. Like yeah, it was pretty fast pace, but I mean it rolled on its lid, hit the wall, rolled back over. And that was it to where you had the contrary of priest didn't even make it halfway to the wall before, uh, end over end Talladega night style, as Caleb said. Yeah. It, it's just tough to see, but between, um, Watkins Glen and Daytona, um, I've like fought, I, I wasn't really in love with the car. I would say I liked it for sure. Um, and I've, I've said on here for sure that I, I've liked it and, and that they need to move forward with it and, and do that and find a way to make them better on short tracks. Right. Like the, my friends will go back and watch the Chicago race and they're like, yeah, that's that the car looked great. Performed great. There it was awesome. Um, Watkins Glen sucked. No one could pass any. We're doing the same arrow bullshit that the 550 package gave us. And I thought we would finally get rid of that. And I would never have to complain about a race car again, but here we are with cars going in airborne like that. And I, you know, I guess Ryan priest is okay. Like that's, he's i think he's gonna race next week i'll you know I, I haven't heard anything that says he's not going to um so that's awesome to see i really love that but like man like it caught air itself i don't think it was the grass that lifted it into the air or anything and yeah it caught afterwards but if it doesn't lift up in the air in the first place maybe the grass you slide that was the thinking with well, the, in the first place right yeah so 
the problem is that I noticed very well is how science works is if you have a flat bottomed car, you're not going to cut any wind out of it. It's just going to basically glide on the bottom of the car, which allows air to pick up the car itself. Um, with the, essentially not like if you throw the diffusers out slash get rid of the bottom aspect and have it open like the old cars would be you'd have a less chance for that to happen just because if air were to go under the car it had like more air would basically get sucked out through the holes more than just basically gliding underneath the car like a like a plane wing essentially I'm completely lost. I have no clue. I, I don't know science. That's not, and that's the thing is like, they got a really hard job to do designing a brand new car like that, that you obviously you want it to look futuristic. And I think they're under a little bit of pressure from the F1 craze at that. Cause F1 gets new cars every year, even though half of them can't even start the damn first race. Cause they think the four month off season is too short of amount. Uh, too short of an amount of time uh, to get the cars ready and you end up with four or five cars that don't even start the race because they can't fire the engine off a pit road even though they have three practice sessions a weekend um i'll get more on them later don't worry we're great great ranting episode today uh but i don't know i just i'm over the bs and i i just want i I hope like tomorrow they just surprise everybody and they go, yeah, the uh, Xfinity season is over and we're giving the cup teams all the cars. That's just where I'm at. I'm sorry. You know, it's, it sucks. I hate it. I love NASCAR. I've always watched NASCAR. I'm always going to watch NASCAR, but after the last two weeks, I'm so freaking over this next gen bullshit car. Nope. I, I completely agree. All right, we'll get off of that now. Uh, playoff pick. Well, yeah. Oh, you're well, oh, sorry. So, if you have more stuff to say, go for it. I'm sorry. We're really bad at the transition game today. This episode has been all over the place. No, so there's. I want. To, I don't want to take away the other aspect of this car in NASCAR itself with the other big incident that we happen to have in the cup race with the Blaney accident. Um as as violent and as much as we shit on this car can we talk about the absolute phenomenal strives of safety that we've made considering yeah, well, that we've had this yeah i should have said exact, yeah same not. exact incident in 2001 bad journalism as much as part. it's probably a yeah as much as it's probably a sensitive subject still no, Ryan Priest is okay. Like, no, that's like, it, it is much safer, right? It, now, it did right. in Kurt Busch's career, and all three of those things are circumstantial, and all three of those things are true. They don't, it's not a linear graph where it's like, if this wreck happens, this happens, and if it goes past this line, then this happens. Obviously, there's luck involved in every, there's luck involved with being good at every series that runs racing on the planet minus F1, okay? It, it, it has made NASCAR has made fantastic, phenomenal strides with safety, as has a number of tours around the country, especially after Dale Earnhardt's accident, the invention of the Hans device, and everything like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I agree that like, you know, it's fantastic that Ryan and Ryan are both okay, uh, and yeah, it's phenomenal strides. It's I'm just, I think it hurts more that it's a newer car 
and we're having issues that are 12 years old issues that were so bad that that car was supposed to last nascar a lot longer than it did and they went away with it so quickly because of wrecks that looked exactly like that one so i'm sitting here like did you just like run in circles for 10 years right not, not really figuratively but i i just wanted to circle back to it just for the fact of i've don't think i've seen some crazy like nose in collisions but i don't think i've ever seen one where the wall flexed as hard as it did when blaney hit it i mean i've never seen a safer barrier given that bad to where they basically had to go back and just double check to make sure that the foam blocks were still intact i didn't realize it was that hard so if you're saying that then that is even more impressive to me and i still fucking hate the car <laughs> But yeah, I, no, I, I think we're good with uh, with all that. Um, I do want to talk about the uh, the playoffs and our picks. Um, and so on this podcast, like I try to be fair to everybody, and I think the fair thing to do is go after the playoff standings that matter more. And so we're going to talk about the owners' playoffs. And Chase Elliott barely squeaks in last spot. Good for him and the the HMS Nine crew that's been battling uh, all season long with all those guys in the car. So I, I'm very excited that they got in the playoffs. Why does that feel not legit? I said it was owner playoffs, dumbass. Cheat. Caleb, I'm set. I, I, dude, I put it on a tee for you to just knock my head out of the park. Every. No, that's what I'm saying. I feel like you're. you're I'm trying to get you to blow up on me a little bit here because you, you've painted me as this super fan of Chase Elliott. Where I, don't, I, I am going to pretend on Twitter like the owner points matter so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's going to be a good a good talk about it. Um, it's one of those things where, yeah, it is changed up a little bit. And I do feel like the owner points in these situations are good because then you do get the, the benefit of saying, Hey, these, you know, couple extra drivers that filled in, you know, all get the credit of putting us into that playoffs as well. I so, hope they, I hope, um, I hope the HMS guys do what I predicted them to do last year. And one wins the drivers and one wins the owners. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather it be Larson than Byron, but that's just because of the post-race interview and solely that. So. It'd be interesting to see when the last time that's actually happened, but I know it's happened in Xfinity. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it's but... really, I don't think it's ever happened in NASCAR because we kind of went into it last year with Bubba making it in the owner's playoffs and not in the drivers. Um, I, I can't remember if it had happened or not. I think the trucks is the only one that has happened in. I mean, what are we talking about since we've done like the down to four cars deal? Because it's definitely happened in the past. That a driver has won the championship and a different owner's car won as well. Yeah. Cause it's happened in the past. It's happened with, um, especially back in the day with like Penske and Kyle Busch motorsports and Xfinity. That's, that's. Oh, okay. I'm talking. Yeah. Mostly, I'm, I was yeah. I'm mostly saying cup series. The modern era. Yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah, well, the Kyle Busch also card does definitely should not be in that stat. <laughs> you know what? I, not but, not uh, like no, no like shade towards them or anything, but you got a Cup guy driving the whole season. Now they're limited to five races. It's just different. Well, yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know if that's that's happened um, recently, but like as far as you know, people being good in the playoffs. I mean, I think your first ballot for the top four has to be William Byron. Yeah, William, on the uh, on your final four picks. 
Yeah, I don't, I mean, he's. Do you want to say all four yeah. yours at once or should we go through and talk about if we have? I don't even, I don't even know who else I have on that because, and here's the thing. Here, here's what I'm going to say. The issue with this current format is it's so 50-50 on whether Byron will even be in the final four. He should be. And for all due sakes, he really should be the champion this year. Um, so, like, that that would be my pick for who should win. Why the wasn't the regular season champion? Yeah, no, time out. Yeah, you're just – no, you're just advocating for the, the 2002 format that didn't have a Game 7 feel or anything like that. Okay, but like, well, say that you're, you're just saying he's got five wins and he's he's right up there. I even mean, under the even under the chase for the cup format, he could shift the bed in the last ten races and suck and not win the title, and it wouldn't be unfair because it was the last ten races and people were like, well, that matters more now. Blah blah blah. I I I just think this captures the more feel of other sports of the way this playoff format is. I I don't even like like bring your A game. I don't even think you need to, you guys can fight over it. I'd love to just sit here and watch you fight over it. I, I'm not, I'm not like joking or anything. It'd be great podcast stuff. Awesome. Like seriously. Um, but like, I, I'm not, I'm just in the middle on it. It's just how NASCAR decides to do it. They're not going to change it. Cause I say something. Um, and they're probably not going to change that stretch of Daytona into a foam pit either. But I mean, yeah, anyone in the playoffs could go crap the bat and, and lose. And I, you know, it, that's just, it is what it is. That's what the playoffs are. But I would say I would be surprised to not see him in the top four because he's been running so well as of late. Here's my thing. It's, it's hard though. Like it is what it is, but I, I, I don't want to see like guys that just, have put a whole season together now go and like be out earlier or not compete for the championship or whatever when they should. But then here's my other thing. They usually do. It's different in other sports where like, if you get to a playoff thing and I don't know a whole lot about other sports, but if you get, (laughs) you don't have to specify that here. You're good. Just go, just go Caleb. You're fine. But if, you get to the playoffs and then you have the, let's say Packers versus the Vikings. You could have an upset, right? That's, that's part of it. And that's where the other sports gets put in all the time of like, well, you could have an upset and blah, 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 blah. But that's one team versus another team. And that's not the, the Packers have been doing good all season, but then here comes fucking Corey LaJoy with the steel chair. And like you, there's, there is so many outside processes that happen. And like that, that's where I have a struggle of in three races, you're going to, essentially reset everybody well, so in, in, in football and like the nfl like you have kirk cousins right and the closest like nascar comparison i could make to kirk cousins is michael mcdowell right so you got your driver you got your quarterback okay well every team in the nfl has a coach um well nascar has crew chiefs and every team has an offensive line that's blocking for him that's the pick crew and every team's got receivers too, and I, I don't really give a shit who. You, that's the that's the PR guy. They're not in the trenches or anything. They're they're clean over there, just taking photos at practice. Okay. And you have so the referees. You still, have that, 
Caleb, restart. Caleb, restart. Restart. Caleb, restart. I was trying to talk over you because Josh was talking. Caleb, you go first, then Josh, and then I'll. You you make that comparison, yes, but then you still have not added in the other twenty people that are still. Yeah, there's NASCAR officials. Um, there's people that don't come to the track. They determine the outcome of the game. You still have not added in the other 20 people. Think about it, though. Where Give me give me a similar scenario to the Packers and the Vikings that are playing in a playoff game. Whoever wins goes on. Whoever loses gets eliminated. But you have not factored in an angry Corey LaJoy or going to Talladega and a guy like Ty Dillon – and officially ejecting their star player. Well, Drake was going to go to the round of 32 in the NCAA tournament for the only time um, since the turn of the century in 2000. And uh, some fuck ass from Western Kentucky uh, nicknamed the Hilltoppers, which what the hell does that mean to 12 year old Connor or 10 year old Connor, however old I was, uh, goes and crosses the half court line and banks in a fucking three pointer. That's like that. That's the, the closest. Like that's as here. close as you can get to it without actually talking about racing. But that's Alex Plo. Alex Plo goes into the final IndyCar Series race somehow, only with a 15-point lead, and Devlin DeFrancesco um, happens to be driving his IndyCar like he drives his scooter around pit road and runs him off the road and sends him into a. a big wreck where Alex ends up very much okay and unscathed, but very pissed off because he just got taken out by a lap car. Okay. But then that scenario, that's a consequence of only having a 15 point lead where the, the issue in this format is you play off points. William Byron has a 29 point lead on the cutoff. Yes, but that's not, we're not just specific like one person, but what I'm saying is like for Byron, like we saw years ago, there's a chance that like a guy who really should be competing for a championship could essentially just not make it through to compete for the championship. Yeah. You got to go every race. You got to go prove yourself. It's like what I, so well, Josh, you go first, Josh, Josh goes first. I will contrary this to the big difference is though with a win or lose situation for another sport, that's one game done. You have three races to figure it out. Oh, it's even it's even more well, inclusive. You're going against that? the 35 people. That's but if you're the, if you're the best technically, year, you figure it out in three races. In a football game. In a football game, if you're one person, you're the quarterback, you technically, on the other team, there's 11 guys on the field, there's 12 coaches, there's 14 coaches upstairs, and there's 40,000 fans around you. So actually, I think it's a lot easier in NASCAR. I will I will talk about the fact of NASCAR is trying to branch this sport so what do you do? You create a format that attracts attention for people that have like it's attention base to other sports. So this playoff format grabs the attention to the new audience that they are trying to reach. And Caleb, I, I do want to add to this. And so, so everyone, first of all, disclosure of Caleb, his internet, like there's like a three second delay on him. So when I like waited to laugh, it's because Caleb's like, two and a half seconds behind us on reacting to talking. Um, fuck, I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Caleb, go, go ahead, Caleb. I'll think of it. 
So I, I just, my whole thing is like, it's because it's not easy to win a race. And I think it's super unfair. William Byron has- It's not easy to win a football game. Listen. Okay, no, I'm, you're good, go. I think it's- Going point by point. Byron, Byron has two more wins than anybody else this year, but he still has, let's see, out of 26 races, he's won five. So he's still only batting 20%. For wins. What do you mean? So only? Think, but listen, listen. You throw the only and not me. Don't. Okay, listen. You're two seconds behind. I'm trying to listen. We're, we're working on it here. He's, he's won one in every five races, essentially. Okay, which is very good compared to everybody else in the field. He goes to Talladega and Ty Dillon decides he's going to throw a block on lap two for no reason. And Byron's in this big deficit. And Why Josh is Ty says, Dillon up there? Josh, Josh says it's fair <laughs> to say, Josh says it's fair to say, well, he's got the best record. He's won one in every five, so he can figure out how to win one out of two. Uh, no. And, and, well, that's when you have that playoff point buffer that you built up in the regular season to have the leeway margin of error. Right. You don't have. You, get, you, don't, you don't have, have that in football. football. You don't have it in hockey. So, like, look at like the, the Vikings went into the NFC Championship game against the Saints uh, with no idea that uh, the head coach was going to pay their players handsomely amounts of money to try and injure all the stars on the Vikings, and so some guy goes and takes out Brett Favre, and now Brett Favre has a concussion. That's that's not fair. And yeah, they got penalized for it, but they still won their Super Bowls, and Sean Payton is still viewed as a hero in the city because he picked up some solo cups after the hurricane. He's a cunt, um, but. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, that's that's where you have a you have a bigger barrier there for William Byron. To, you have a, a bigger margin of error for William Byron than one game anything goes. Okay, so let's say because you guys said Byron wasn't the guy to choose, let's let's talk Truex, Truex, or like a Denny Hamlin, like one of those guys. Maybe that's not the best that doesn't have as much playoff. The same could be said as him, and it's different too, though. Where like you play the points game. Imagine this. Imagine, you know, you do something to, you know, I'm just going to throw like a Ryan Priest in there or whatever, or like Austin Sindrick. You do something to one of those guys, and then a couple weeks later as you're vying for your championship, he just decides to race you like a butthole. Have you ever watched That's Survivor? Yeah, if you, no. fuck some, if you fuck someone over on your way to the championship and they have a chance to fuck you over, they're going to do it, right? I love but that. I love that aspect. You don't have to do anything big for it to be a situation where they just make your life stupid for no reason. Caleb, you're the guy that has come on here on a show where we trashed, this is a specific episode, that where we trashed way too many people and just out of the blue was like, Carson Hosevar is a dick. And I'm just saying, if you don't want guys to be dickheads, then we this playoff format's perfect for you. I seriously, that's. Uh, but like, what what if it what if you're making me love the playoff like, format more? What if it's something where you don't really do anything, but the guy just decides to be petty and and take it like you're, you're my, my your pick through and you go find him. Name an instant of when that's happened. Oh, ah, uh, good um, point, Josh. Points to Josh. If if we were on around the horn right now, Josh is getting seventeen in a row right there. We're just I mean, click, 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 click. Look at look at how many times Austin Dillon has cried. He wrecked me on purpose this year when it's been an incident that like 
hasn't been on purpose. And then oh, he's Austin. Did- I don't know what's I grew up going to Iowa Speedway and we got to the track one day and my buddy's family was like, yeah, Austin and Ty Dillon were up here drinking with us till three in the morning last night. And then 10 years later, Kyle Larson's wrecking him on the last lap because Austin Dillon went after him first. But I have no idea what's going on with Austin Dillon. But that's my point is it could be easily be something like that. Yeah, and- it could be, but like... I, I think these drivers know like, they're all racing against each other. If you did that to someone in the playoffs that didn't deserve it, I mean, you're looking at like every chance they get from then on for the rest of your life, especially if it was. I know. And so my moment, my whole point is there's no relation to that as with other sports. That that would be like the equivalent of the. You know, yeah, there is. The, what if the Eagles the, defensive lineman found out that Kirk Cousins like slept with his girlfriend? I don't know. Like just okay. randomly, okay. like I hate Kirk Cousins because he did the dancing shirt video. Um, I don't know. I'm my, just saying my, it's like such a wild like it's not comparable. No. You don't have to compare no, it to ball sports. The counterpoint is Chastain had it hit anyone and everyone last year and still came second in the championship. That's because Denny Hamlin's a pussy. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think we're good. I think we, we can agree to disagree on this one. I think we've said enough. Uh, no. And I had a tweet about Hamlin last week uh, about his like proactiveness as an owner. And I love what he's doing. So don't, I don't think no one takes me seriously on this show anyway. So don't worry about that. No, especially when you talk about foam pits on the backstretch of Daytona. That's my best idea ever. I like it. Honestly, thinking about it without science, like that's a it, slam dunk idea. There's nothing that could go wrong. Especially if you made the walls foamy with that radio, the podcasting stuff that you put on the walls. Yeah. If you put some of those, it would act as another safer barrier. All right, are we, are we, we need you. Okay, we got to do like, what's your final four? And so, Caleb, do you have William Byron in yours? I think he deserves to be there. What, don't I have him there. I just need your pick. <laughs> I, again, I, I think he deserves to be there. I would say, yes, he should be there. I'm- so we, we all got William Byron. Josh, who do you think is like the second one on your list? Your second one? Truex. Truex. Um, yeah. Hold on. Let me go down the list and just make sure. Um, yeah, I'd put Truex in there. I'd put Hamlin in there too. And I know that's the top three right now. I know I don't want to do that. And honestly, I want to play it off. Like I was always going to pick Ricky Stenhouse jr. To make it, but I can't do that. So yeah, I, I would go Byron, Truex, Hamlin, and then uh, Larson, obviously. But uh, what do, you, do you guys have That's any? literally my four. Is that your four too, Josh? No. Oh, thank God. I was going to say we suck as a podcast. No. I'll take Ricky. I'll put Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in mine. Or No, I'll take Christopher Bell or Ricky. Can I get both of them? Will you guys let me do that? Can I get a 50-50 on that? No. Um... I'll take Ricky. I only because I've talked to Ricky before. I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of underdogs. I'm a fan of stories. Um, I wouldn't say this is really an underdog. At least one of these guys. Michael, so I got yeah. Byron Truex. I'm gonna take Kyle Busch. Man, what an, and, uh, what an underdog pick. 
And I'm going to take Chris Buescher. Uh, you didn't take Hamlin, did you? Nope. So, you, yeah, you took Byron, Truex, Buescher, and uh, Bush. Okay. You, you took four of the top five. I, 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 I would like to see Hamlin make it over Truex, but... My issue is like right now, Kyle Busch has been like the like I don't want to say the worst, but like Kyle Busch has been at like the bottom slide of the season. So unless he can kind of turn that up, um, I you know don't see. I think I think he's gonna pull. I think he's gonna points chase. I really think he is. I like his chances at Darlington this week as well. Well, Alan Gustafson's not his crew chief, so no one's preventing him from doing that. Who's going to be the first four out then? Oh, you want me to take the first four out? Damn. Um, no, uh, real, real, real quick, real quick. I want to say that Denny Hamlin, I, I think in, I know sports don't work like this and I know it, they sometimes do. I suppose I, I got the vibes that this is Denny's year and it, what a damn big championship that would be for Toyota and for Joe Gibbs and for 2311 all to get all three of those guys to get this contract signed if Denny Hamlin ends up going to the championship the farther Denny goes like the bigger the importance of that contract gets even though it's already important enough and I don't think they would switch um it's massive though I mean there's a lot that goes into switching I think that would set Denny back a lot too um so you want four out. I'll take, I'll, we'll just go one by one. So obviously lock first four out Ross Chastain, put it in the bank. I, I, I've another one, Michael McDowell, I, Michael McDowell. He's out. There's no road courses or super speedways in the first round. So that's, that's solid. We're already halfway there. Stenhouse. Stenhouse, and then I think I wouldn't take Stenhouse personally, um, but Harvick's going to be out because he's going to well, see. Yeah, Chris... You have him in your final four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but Harvick's going to get taken out because uh, he's going to see Chase in his mirror and then just turn into a wall again. That's calling my shot. Okay. Obviously, obviously, all the don't, don't okay me here. Like Kevin Harvick fans are so like. I, everyone's so quick to hate on Chase Elliott. I'm not trying to play the victim here, but Kevin Harvick fans that hate on Chase Elliott for every move that he makes and every like stone cold interview he does so he doesn't get penalized for anything else are so effing annoying. Your driver that is this big like NASCAR Hall of Famer, bona fide, like very good driver. I like Kevin Harvick. I really do. But he saw Chase Elliott in his mirror and drove into a wall. That is something that happened, and you have to acknowledge it. And it's going to happen again. He's out. You're, you're making you're making this us going one by one picks way more complicated than it needs to be. No, I know. My last one is uh, either Logano or uh, or Redick. I won't do Keselowski because that would make Damon mad. And I'm, this is a, a positive Damon episode. That's my four. So it's Chastain, Keselowski, uh, McDowell, and Chastain. What it's Harvick. I don't know. I I literally I picked five guys to get out in the first round. So <laughs> I would say Stenhouse, McDowell. I'm I'm feeling probably either like I think Blaney and Harvick. I think it could be like a rotating kind of round between those and maybe one other. Um, Bubba, I, I I feel like makes it through the first round. Um, because he ran good at Darlington earlier this year, and he won at Kansas last year, um, and that's the first round. So, um, 
you know, I, I think he's got a good shot at, at moving on as long as he keeps that up. Yep, I was going to agree with that. Um, I'm, My three obvious ones to me are McDowell, Stenhouse, Harvick. Um, and I'm torn between it being one of the Pensy guys or Redick. Um, I'm, I think with the way that the mile and a half have been, it's probably going to be Blaney. Um, I haven't seen a ton of speed out of him with Darlington and Logano always manages to make a 21st place car, a ninth place car. So I think, I think I'll probably go Blaney McDowell, Stenhouse, Harvick. I, I thought about Logano and I thought about Chastain, but I think it's going to be Blaney. He he's just has not had luck on his side since he's won and since Gateway. I I'm shocked you took Blaney out, and I know mine was kind of a joke, um, as in like I like making fun of those guys. I can see those guys being out in the first round. I can see the first round being very chaotic, and like something happens to a lot of the playoff drivers. That's happened in the past. Um, I'm excited to see it. I promise you guys next year, we're going to come up with like a, a point system and, and we're going to make picks for a select number of races. And then we'll do like a punishment at the end of the year or something that we can turn into content. Uh, everyone knows I'm a part of my take fan. So they do stuff like that. We'll come up with something unique. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, go ahead. Connor, I'm on the clock. Uh, Hawkinson or Kittle? Hawkinson's not with the Vikings anymore. Wait, hold on. Yes, he is. He is with the Vikings. Oh, well, I love Kittle, and I say that with this big Iowa State logo on my head. But Hawkinson. Check down Kirk. That's kind of who I was leaning Check towards. down Kirk is going gonna, is gonna to take you a long ways. And Kittle's going to get done. I'm just worried with Addison being there. Sorry, I was so I was so confused with what you meant by on the clock. I'm like, does Josh have to leave for work? That's not good. At seven o'clock, I hope not. <laughs> um, no, I, that's our playoff preview. I hope you guys liked it. Oh man, that rant was good because that's that's every talking point that has been said about the playoff format. I think we literally hit every angle that was possible to hit on it. Um, and again, like so, that's the last thing NASCAR is going to change in terms of things like that. You could majorly change in result of what happens this season. Maybe they, maybe they do. Maybe I look like an idiot here and I'm going to be bitching about you changed the playoff format, but didn't change the car, but it's just where they're at. And I, I still wish they would make the season finale at a different track every year. I know different people have won it and it's created parody anyways. I, I just hate the aspect that the same track gets it every weekend. Um, and just, I, I don't know. I don't like that part of it. Caleb, were you talking? Oh, you just addressing quick. stuff. Real quick, um, I found two cases of the same tire manipulation um, oh, good. in recent cases, I would say. Um, I, would, I would call them recent. So one is Ryan Newman with Richard Childress Racing, and the other is actually Thor Sport. So we have... I do um, remember the Thor Sport one. Yep. So we have Thor Sport with Johnny Sauter, and it was in 2020. 
and it looked like it was a like bleeder situation as well. And um, with this penalty, it was a four-week crew chief suspension um, in addition to a fine and a 75-point penalty. Plus, they were also disqualified from that race, which I would put in the disqualification with the pass-through and stuff that they had. And then with Ryan Newman's um, deal, um, the tire technician engineer were suspended six races, and Newman lost 75 points. So on both of them, they lost 75 points. Um, and I would imagine that they would stick with that consistency probably this week. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think they're consistent on stuff. They penalize guys for saying they wrecked somebody, and I watched a lot of guys purposely wreck people. I'm, okay, we, we say that, but, like, if you say tire bleeder, loss of 75 points, tire bleeder, loss of 75 points, I, typically with stuff like that, they're oh, – Right. Yeah, no, you're, you're – you're, yeah, no, you're – I'm thinking over it, yeah. I, I will just concede to you. You're, so, you're right. And we're not – I hope people at home know we're not pissed at each other or anything like that. Um, those were both bleeder. Yeah, that's, that's that's weird to me. I don't remember that. Maybe it's just because I learned about sprint cars like later. Well, shout out to Noah Nelson because I literally messaged him and I said, "Hey, I need tire manipulation." Noah screwed up our stat. Noah screwed up our stat yesterday. <laughs> I said, was that? "I said, who are the guys that have won at both Iowa Speedway and Knoxville?" And Noah did not point out to me that Brett Moffat won an IMCA modified race at Knoxville that was exclusive only to people driving Harris chassis at the time. Oh yeah, that he would have not known at all. I, yeah, I do. I didn't know <laughs> the race. I didn't know that like event. I didn't know IMCA modifieds have ever set foot on the grounds at Knoxville Raceway. I had no idea. And Brett Moffat should have won the truck race there. But what, go ahead. Um, oh boy. So yeah, don't get me on that. We already did that. We what? I, God damn it! This delay on Caleb. I told him to talk. In the, I don't know what to. Yeah, but shout out to him because I literally messaged him and I said, hey, give me tire manipulation penalties like recently. And he was like, oh, I think Newman with RCR and Thorsport. And I was like, look at you. Noah's awesome. He's, he's fantastic. And he's he hits at a 96% clip. That's what I'm giving him. Reciprocal at 69, right? Something like that. Um, real quick, last thing on NASCAR. Um, I'm just going to say this, uh, and you guys can react to it if you want, and then we'll move on to IndyCar. Um, Freddie Kraft, Brett Griffin, your take is fucking stupid. I hate it. If there's a driver that thinks he's on fire, going to be on fire, can do anything to put out the fire, I don't judge what they do to in the moment to put the fire out. And if they do something to put the fire out, I'm damn sure not going to fucking penalize them because it's a fire. Like, man, I like I, I'm really like cold, right? I'm like not cold. I'm being pretty brash with it, and I, I don't really mean that towards those guys. But whole, I get, I get it. You're your competitors, and you wish that Brad Keselowski wasn't pushing 
Chris Buescher to the win. That's fine. Make a faster car, get a better driver. I don't really give a shit. Guy, guy saw a fire. He did what he oh, could. Man, out. He didn't hurt anybody. Haters. What's that? You just you just fueled all the Bubba haters by saying get a better driver. Yeah, and I love Bubba. I, I'm more supportive of Bubba than a lot of people are. Uh, like I, I'd like he's probably top five favorite NASCAR drivers if I had to pick him. Um, but it, it's you got a problem with he's on. There's a fire, man. Like I watched Carson Macedo at Knoxville this year. It's a fire. Don't fuck with that shit. And I'm sorry for cussing so much on this episode, but God damn, how in the world do you have the gall to come on and make that this big damn issue on your podcast because you're pissed off you didn't win the race? There's a fire, man. Like, take it seriously. It's just stupid. Well, that's, stupid that's the thing me. he did. He, their, their whole thing, too, then was like, oh, well, the fire people would get there to put it out. And it's like, well, they're already focused on, you know, this crash. I haven't and, listened to it, so I, maybe I need to go listen to it and, and do a different rant and just do a 10-minute. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow. I book it, well, I, and, I'll listen to their whole thing, and then I'll react to it. Let me, no, because like, I, I haven't watched it. Know, we're yeah. only going off of what he said on Twitter. But, yeah, the fans, too, were like, you know, all upset that, you know, he was able to do that. And like the fans are all messed up about it. And it's, it's just silly because he was fine. And so like Freddie, I think basically said too, then is like, he should be allowed to do that to put out the fire, but then he should still have to face the consequences of having to do that. Yeah. And I, I just disagree with that. Like it, Man, like if you if you I, go under, if you go under the line because your options were there's a car stopped on the racetrack and I have to go around him, so I have to go under that yellow line, and NASCAR penalized you for driving under the yellow line instead of driving 190 miles per hour straight head on into somebody, I'd be really pissed as a race fan. I'd be pissed as a driver. I'd be pissed as anybody in the sport, especially the guy sitting there. How is this any different? And why the hell do you think like fires are something to not take seriously? I get you're in NASCAR and I get you guys have like this big ass medical team with a bunch of trucks at every facility. I've watched multiple fires this year at one fucking racetrack that hasn't happened in recent seasons. And there's more safety developments coming to try and end like what has been a tumultuous, tumultuous sprint car season how the hell are you pissed off because a guy drove around in a circle under a red flag didn't get near a single human being car or blade of fucking grass for that fucking matter because there was a fire that's stupid i they even i watched a clip that talked about the the radio's driver about reactions and uh post like knowledge of it like and like for example one of them kyle bush was like uh the six cars on fire and that's when the six cars started moving and like Kyle Busch was like, okay, there you go. And like everyone else through the field was like, what's he doing? And then the, the spotters were like, yeah, he was on fire. And they're like, Oh, okay. Like no one had a problem with it. And if you, if Freddie yeah, Crap wasn't had a problem with it, say it then, say it then, say it on the radio right then, dude, say it right. Go to the nearest NASCAR the official issue. and tell him that if you really have an issue, cause that guy's going to laugh in your face and say the same thing I just said. I hope. I, I, you, Freddie, I hope. Go ahead. Sorry, Caleb. Yeah, the issue that Freddie has with that too, then, is he wants him penalized so that 
the six car can't be up there to help the 17 win that. That's race. what it was. He was jealous Which, that the 17 won the race. If the 17 win the race, kind of I guarantee funny. it's not a big deal. Here's what's kind of funny though, too, is like you basically like Denny described the top four being all you know previous winners or whatever. You you take that out and who knows what happens and who knows what in you know who knows who ends up winning that race and then maybe now it's somebody else that pushes Bubba out of the play. Like I'll just whatever. I would just take what you have and walk away. Like you you just take what you know, quit while you're ahead, I guess. Yeah, I completely agree. Um we'll go IndyCar. Gateway happened. Uh man, you know, I know we've done enough like ranting and fighting on this show already. And it's one of this has been one of my favorite episodes, it really has. Uh but Caleb was so rude to me over the group chat about what what are you doing in your palm? I'm uh, just uh imitating a button. Hinting at oh, some oh god, oh, you're doing it. Yeah, Caleb says it's time to hit the panic. He made a panic button joke on Joseph Newgarden. Newgarden was in a hellacious wreck this weekend, and for Caleb to have the gall to make that joke at such a high, he's going such a high speed, like I can't believe you'd be so rude as to make fun of Joseph Newgarden not winning at an oval. He was gonna make history, he's gonna be the first guy in 100 years to sweep all the ovals in an IndyCar season. I think you're blowing his accident out of proportion, but you bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, and not, not to mention too, I didn't even get to see it until I had already made that comment, but that's what I loved. Yeah, about it, was I, I could say that I texted Caleb and said, I can't believe you have the balls to make that joke after that accident. <laughs> and I hope just for a split second, you thought, man, what happened? Cause right afterwards I sent the replay and it was, he brushes the wall, just brushes the wall and then out for the race. Oh man. I, it, yeah. it sucks, man. Like that's, but that's IndyCar over race. And that's how cool that shit is, is that he got in the marbles like half an inch and like his race was over. And he all he did was brush the wall, but that's enough to take you out of it. You got to be perfect. Yeah, unless you go full flying through the air and land, and then you can still come back to win the street course race. But you know, I still can't. I, I cannot. I can't put in my brain how you not only stay in the race after landing that hard, but then you're still fast enough to beat everybody and win Dude, that's the race. Luck. It's luck. There's, you know, how fragile are those engines just to start up? We've seen them in the Indy 500 multiple times the past three years that it's just like, oh, the car stalled out. We couldn't get the engine started for 30 seconds. We're fucked. So, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with you. Um, and that's why it's so exciting is it's unpredictable and there's precision with it. And even when we Alex Pillow has locked up the title, there is moments where I'm like, well, if he kind of makes a mistake from 14th, I mean, it's open again, especially if Joseph goes back and wins. Um, and I haven't, well, I haven't yeah. told Joseph's the lock of the year for any race this year. And then I did for gateway and he, he didn't win. So other than that, my jinxing has been very good. I'm um, not jinxed. I, in it, I think it's crazy to think that Polo entered this race 72 points ahead of Joseph and leaves 74 points ahead of Dixon. Like he only gained two points 
and it's to a different driver who was probably 30 points behind that before that race this and this is like the masterfulness of Puel is he was running frequent and he's 14th and that wasn't a pit strategy thing he was back in 14th and somehow he ended up eighth and it's like I, I had a conversation with a guy on a pit crew at uh, Knoxville on Saturday and name another driver who's been sued by multiple team owners and has gone on to drive for one of those two team owners and won a championship. And he's going like to do that, it again. It's not going to be on his hero card, but goddamn, like that's what he's, he's that good. He is that yeah. good. It's freaking fantastic that he's staying in IndyCar. I'll get to that in a second. Do you guys have anything else from uh, that race specifically? I like Gateway. I don't, there's not a lack of action or anything. It was uh, Dixon does it again. Race. Dixon is always there. I mean, he's so, so I mean, good. That's, I hope he, that's back-to-back races with strategy. I hope he breaks the wins. Um, no shots at AJ Foyt or anything. And I hope he wins one more championship. I mean, I just like to see Like, I like seeing that stuff happen while I'm like competent and old enough to like appreciate it. And like, obviously I wasn't around to see the Foy record. So being able to witness history in like in my lifespan is something I can appreciate. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Uh, especially like the amount of racing series I watch and it's like, everything is what you make it right. Everything is what you create value towards and how you spend it to make it worth your while or, or important enough. Right. So everyone cares about Indy 500 titles and how many Indy 500s have you won. And you're going to get introduced as an Indy 500 winner before you're going to get introduced as a championship points championship winner. And I hate that aspect. I think the points championship should pay more than any race on the schedule, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, but it, it is really cool to see Scott do his thing and just continue to do his thing. And the dude never ages. He's like one of those people that like they're 44 and they look 28. It's just every year he's back and he looks the same as he did last year. Like I can't, I, I can't wait to see how many he ends up with. I think he's 12 away from tying AJ 13 away from breaking the record. I think it's 67 to 55 right now. I think for race wins. Yeah, I've just the, the obviously the wins record and wanting it to happen in me was excited about it, but my uh, my love for Paddle Award, who should have won the race because he's the fastest car on the strategy that was left, still has to be in New Garden. He's got he's got to win a race over Joseph before I call him a top. I'd say two oval driver because at this point I can't like say he's not top three. He's really good. He's came on to it as has David Malukas. Um, I can't wait for next season when I just hope they get more ovals on the schedule. Honestly, like we've been waiting for this for how long? And I, I there's been there's no rumors. You know, there's faint rumors about Milwaukee. Richmond hasn't came up. There, there's hardly any. There's more rumors about Brazil than there are ovals. I hate that. I, I think it. I think it's fine as it is. Oh, you said this last time. 
we had this debate or i think we've had this debate three times now your ground roots aren't ovals why what's that your sport is not growing up on ovals yeah why did you go to ovals no when the cart split happened also has ovals indycar itself but yeah, also it's not, no it's modern just... history dude you can't no don't compare the sport to the 50 well, uh, NFL, me, players, me... NFL players will wear helmets now what are those i'm glad i For talked about because that sounded really loud yes um when was the two most recent deaths in indycar what tracks okay um a triangle yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was a triangle, and then one that a lot of drivers have said uh, gave two of the best oval races in the past two years uh, with no arrow screen, which has since been added. Yeah, well, they they that's a listen. And that, that's a yeah, yeah, that's a freak accident with a tire too. Yeah, but, but they should not have been at Vegas. That's just the, the yeah. well. In oh no no, no Pocono in Texas. Because Justin Texas? Wilson, Justin Wilson. What was Texas? It was like 2018 or 19 or 17, but Justin Wilson got hit with a tire in the head. That yeah, was, was Pocono. Pocono. That was po- Was there one at Texas, or am I stupid? No. No, right, no, I'm stupid. I, dude, I could have sworn there was one at Texas that was like that. Maybe that was just Pocono, and there hasn't been one since Weldon before that, right? Not that I know of. Josh, how dare you dr- bring up my favorite IndyCar driver of all time in that? How dare you? I mean, I'm we glad, were all I'm glad I was wrong about that because how we da- that's, that is ridiculous. And sorry we if I sounded fans. uninformed because I could have sworn that Justin Wilson had that at Texas. I must be thinking to a different rack at Texas during like answer qualifying. You, so I, you I increase- apologize to everybody, and I love Dan Weldon. And if I haven't said that on here enough, my favorite of all time for at least for IndyCar for sure. But go ahead, Josh. You increase the number of ovals. You increase the percentages of history to repeat itself. Only depending on what ovals you go to, though. If you go to a place like Milwaukee Mile or a yeah, place Talladega like- and Milwaukee are not the same track. And who? And what are we going to get rid of? Because we seem to be adding. Add a race, damn it! There's 17. You can add an 18th race. There's no rules against that. Valid. It's not like we have to have 17 races for anything. Like NASCAR is set up like six. Say, I would like to say, I would like to see one more oval on the schedule. I think you're pretty set, but I think one more oval, and I would like to see like the Milwaukee Mile come back. Um, just because it was a, such a great – the whole Indie Fest and the whole weekend that they had put on, like it was – I didn't get to go, but like they always said it was just such a very cool environment. So I want to see where it's 50 50. They had the split happen. There's one series chose ovals, one, cher- one series chose exclusively road courses. I'm still like halfway through that book. Uh, John Oreo Oreowix, I think is his, the author's name. It's called Indie Split. It's a fantastic book. I'm going to read it again when I'm done. I'm very slow at reading books, so don't judge me. Uh, ADHD and just like sitting still and reading books doesn't come easy to me. But when I fly, I, I read the crap out of it and I love it. But anything before that, I don't consider modern history. And I think like for any in 
Roger Penske bought IndyCar and said, I want more ovals. We're going to get more ovals. Well, we're waiting for it, and I still haven't heard that many rumors about ovals. The only track I've heard brought up that has a legitimate conversation about it is Milwaukee. I need. I want it to be 50-50. I about said I need it. I do that all the time. Um, but I, I, I would legitimately like it if it's 50-50. IndyCar on ovals is the best product ever. There is not a better asphalt product, at the very least, than IndyCar on ovals. It is the most consistent like delivers as long as there's multiple racing lines and stuff it, it is so cool to see and these cars are very safe we've seen some hellacious wrecks during the indy 500 we've seen yeah it, like you you brought up wrecks that uh, killed people they've made safety advancements they have this arrow screen instead of putting a bar in the middle of the driver's vision and open air around them they said well we're just gonna put a windshield in front of them that covers the top of his head like a dragster, except with more of a damn windshield. So I love the arrow screen. Um, Santino Ferrucci hates it. Go back and, and look up Santino Ferrucci, always raced on YouTube uh, about his thoughts on how the cars behave with the arrow screens. There, so there's advancements to be made still, obviously, but I think the car's way safer than the next gen car. I love the car way more than the next gen car. And I, I don't think IndyCar should ever have to bend their knee to make more cars and newer cars just because F1 makes newer ones every year and has the same guy win every damn race because they're faster. Yeah, I mean, my, in my, my statement of why you shouldn't add another oval was for the fact i don't think you can get rid of the current tracks you have now um i didn't even think about the idea of adding a race but yeah i just think the way the product is now you just can't get rid of what you have just no no absolutely not the ovals on the on it right now are fantastic i I don't want them to touch texas if nascar wants to race the roval there sure um But yeah, I, I don't want I don't want them to touch Texas for IndyCar because uh, it, it has delivered the last two seasons. It's been amazing, Ser- like race of the year. And I called that when it happened. And I do we're, we're going to do an award show at the end of the season with like race of the year, dumbass of the year. We're going to make it fun and, and unique and do all we can to do it. But um, yeah, Texas IndyCar is going to be one of my races of the year for sure. Do you guys have anything else? I got one more thing, um, but you've seen it already. Caleb, you replied to it and said you let F1 live rent-free in your head. Yes. Okay, well, hold on here. Um, so, so what would you say uh, if um, – let's just say Joe Gibbs – Okay, and it's a hypothetical. What would you say if if you walked up with a microphone to Joe Gibbs and said, why doesn't Kyle Busch race for your team? And he replied to you on TV, say you were for NBC or Fox, and he said, well, he doesn't have the mental strength to be a NASCAR driver, so I didn't, I didn't sign him. Because I feel like Joe Gibbs would be canceled on, on the American media. I feel like Joe Gibbs would be called a redneck idiot. That's my honest thoughts by everybody that is on Twitter. I think it would be a big story. I think people would criticize him for bashing a driver's mental health. 
Uh, and to bring that in and say that's like a, a requirement and that you did something to prove that you don't have the mental health to be in this series, I, I think that would be cancelable. And I, I don't think people would like NASCAR uh, because of it. I think it, w- it would look really bad on the entire league that you are in. And I think it would be really worse on the sport. I don't, I think you're reading into that though, that I don't think it's like mental health. I think it's like, like he, is what? that you? Can you hear that? Yeah, I can Absolutely. hear it too. It's not me. I, I was going to say, I turned up one notch and it's just me. Watching <laughs> That's a loud notch. Um, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't read it as like mental health. I read it more as like, the just the mental strength to like compete in f1 on a week-to-week basis like that's what i read it as well so yeah. here's, like, here's the full it. quote from mclaren uh mclaren's boss team boss um in formula one um his name is zach brown like zach brown band spelled differently um he said i think uh whether it's alex polo or any other driver to be a formula one driver you have to have the pace but you also have to have the mental ability if you like in formula one there's so much you have to do as a driver to be a complete driver uh and i just read that and said that's inherently bullshit and yeah i mean i agree with you that i i think that it's not specifically the case to phrase, I mean, it, to yeah, phrase I, it just men, mental strength of, of what you got buttons to press that fit you miss a corner press a button and then the car's fixed like that's that's formula one that's what formula one driving is we've seen any car drivers go test formula one cars that's what they say so that's not my words that's yeah. Right. Like obviously right. I haven't tested an F1 car. I don't care to, I, I wouldn't want to. Seems stupid. It, oh, you go to a corner and you're going to go to the sand cause you missed it so bad. Oh, just hit this button and it traction control. Like everything that like series like penalize stuff for today and, and get pissed at, like I, I've never been as nauseated as, and I think I'm using that right. I might not be, but I'm pissed off. Uh, reading that quote from Zach Brown, and I'm 10% to put a number on it. Um, worried about Kyle Larson's safety in the Indy 500 with that man responsible for owning the team that he's driving for in the Indy 500. That scares me. It takes a special kind of damn stupid to say that Alex Pillow of all fucking IndyCar drivers that, I mean, yeah, stupid signed two contracts at once. Definitely a stupid move. Something I would do, right? that that guy doesn't have enough mental strength to compete in formula he's one he's one of the best damn drivers of this generation i'd put him up there with larson he's like i said earlier sued by two team owners he's still going to drive for one of them that sued him and he's going to win a second championship in three years that, like there's not a better resume on the planet i don't think kyle larson's like 30 damn sprint car wins which are ultra impressive and he's he's like a god in dirt racing i don't think like being sued twice in driving for one of the guys that sued you is incomparable to anybody else so for you to say that alex polo doesn't have what it takes to drive for your team mm-hmm. absolute bullshit you're just out of money grab that'd be canceled if formula one fans actually watch formula one in the in the united states they don't it's parade every damn week that's why verstappen's won nine times in a row but it, it's just oh man 
I mean, how much of it, yeah, go, you're good. You're good. How much of it do you think is just him kind of being butthurt and just trying to be like a, oh, you don't know what you're missing out on? That, like, that's like fine. That. But if Morgan Wallen said, like, question someone's mental health, everyone would say, like, that racist piece of shit, because of quotes he said before, is going on mental health stuff now. Like, what, when is he going to stop? Why do people listen to his music? No one's saying that about Zach Brown and Kyle Larson's driving for him, man. Like, I want Kyle to go win the Indy 500. That'd be awesome for dirt racing. It'd be awesome for everybody that we like NASCAR. Everyone that we watch, it'd be awesome for IndyCar too. Um, obviously. And people just look at stuff like this and they just like turn their eye to the left, and no one says anything. Or you you say that you hate F1, you hate on F1 so much so it doesn't count. Like, yeah, I, I'm gonna point out their I mean, faults because what like, it does. I get it, and, and it might be oversaturated. It's a bit of a gimmick for me, and I do it to – I try to make people laugh when I do it, usually. But that quote actually pissed me off, and the fact that that guy runs – like, he promised eight dudes rides this year, and I think two of them signed. At the end of, like, the back half of last year, after Pelot's contract, yeah. he had, like, eight guys came up, and it's like, oh, he's been promised a McLaren IndyCar ride. He's been promised this. The dude's a liar. He's like, as far as I'm concerned, scumbag material. I'd, I'd tell it to his face, too. Maybe it's him trying to tr say all that to try to express who wants it more. He's probably just trying to give me shit, honestly. He probably did it all for the publicity he'll get from this podcast episode. Which has been phenomenal. You guys good? Yeah. I'm good. Appreciate y'all listening. Hope we uh, got passion enough for you. I've definitely had enough of it from this weekend put into me. So uh, we will have a dirt episode tomorrow, hopefully. Um, and if you're listening to this, happy Tuesday, happy college football game week. And uh, hope you read our stuff at Always Race Day. Read our stuff at Cyclone Fanatic, 712 Media, Iowa Everywhere, all the uh, all the places. Um, and I hope uh, hope that if you are interested in partnering with us, you DM me on Twitter, or you send me an email. It's connorferg9 at gmail.com. Uh, let me know. And I, I will do my best to give you the best ROI you could ever ask for. So appreciate y'all. Um, share us, like us, give a shout out to Carl Auto Group, and we will see you tomorrow night, hopefully. Thanks, guys.